It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Rudolf Nureyev. This week's episode of SNL, they did like a parody of um, TikTok, and as part of it, for some reason, they had somebody performing like a shitty acoustic version of um, Flo Rida's Apple, Apple Bottom, Bottom jeans. jeans. And I'm like, that's so with weird. With the boots, we, with the fur. We sang that for no reason on the opening of the last week's episode. I, and like, I don't know what had that in your head that you started singing that. Who knows? I had ladies leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers and they fuck it so grown. And now your fellas leave your girl with a friend. Because it's 11.30 and the club is bumping. Girls say you got a man. Yes, she's out of there. But the party ain't gonna stop. So let's make it hot, hot. I don't know the rest. I'm really enjoying this vamping. Thank you. Okay. It's time to watch The Muppets. It's time to watch The Muppets. I have to ask you before we start. Have you gotten any further in the Jim Henson book? Because I have stopped listening to it because I need you to catch up a little bit more. I listened to it a little bit more last week. I don't remember what more I've done. I got to Frank Oz um, being very quickly um, sent off to the military. Oh, yes. To war. And then... He didn't have to go. He didn't have to go. He came back literally as his party was still ending. Can you That's, imagine? Yeah. I would be so happy if I was got Was that Vietnam? Him. Yeah. They would have been trying to send him to, right? 60s, yeah. I always think of Girl Interrupted around mm-hmm. that, like, around draft things, you know? Oh, yeah, when he goes to Canada. Yeah, and like the, just them watching the draft lottery on the TV. It's so crazy. And the one woman just going, bingo, bingo, every time they would, oh, like, yeah. call a name and stuff. I think about the Manson book by Jeff Gwynn, the biography. And yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, wait. Charles Manson was having his lifestyle happening when Frank Oz was getting recruited. What a weird... <laughs> it's, it's... It is, like, like startling that... Like, these dots. So much of the world happened at the same time. I know, If that right? makes sense. Interesting. So today's episode, we're watching the Rudolph Nureyev. No, I wrote it down. In the phonetics. Actual, yes. Are you hooked on Nureyev? Phonetics? Nureyev. Yeah. Rudolph Nureyev. Rudolph Nureyev. Am I hooked on phonetics? Jesus Christ. Hooked on phonics. That was a thing from the nineties. They don't have that anymore. That was a thing from the nineties that they don't have. That probably. My mother, like, threatened that she was going to get it for me for a bunch of times, like, when I was a little kid. Uh, like, I my a... mom did get it for me. Really? Uh, yeah. Did it work? I have no idea. Maybe? Well, did I pronounce things incorrectly? I have no idea. I <clears throat> I just saw the other day that my library, our local library, offers Muzzy. You can rent Muzzy. Well, Muzzy is a timeless. Which I thought was hilarious, too. That, that How is that timeless? Why didn't my mom get me Muzzy? Why did she get me hooked on phonics? Why didn't she try to teach me French when I was Muzzy is like French Sesame Street for yeah. kids, right? Like, that was like their way of doing it. Do you remember it. the commercial? Oh, yeah. This you loves you, Yeah. The little girl, like, with her, pointing with her thumb at herself. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> that's French they're speaking, and those children are not French. They're American. And they're speaking French with Muzzy. <laughs> This like it, the, it looked like the old lady from Beetlejuice, the one who has like the hole in her. The, yeah. The, what is that called? The stoma or whatever. Yeah, she's like in her, throat. in her throat. Basically. Yeah. It looks like that. She looks like that lady. Oh, that's French. They're speaking. Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, that works because our 
guest is French. It no, he's not. Is, is he? he? Not? No, he's Russian, ba- baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Russian, baby. Is he Russian? Yeah, that's Vanya. He's a Soviet Union uh, ballerina. Oh, my goodness. Well, he did die in Paris. Free man in Paris. In 1993. That's a Joni okay. Mitchell song. That was an accidental spoiler that I just saw for this guy's life. Spoilies. So let's get this episode started with the cold open and cold open. Scooter calls for guest star Rudolf Nureyev. Rudolf Nureyev. I don't know Rudolf why. Rudolf Nureyev. But he's nowhere to be seen. Uh-huh. I knew he was too smart to show up, said Scooter. So then we get to Kermit the Frog as he wanders backstage, noting how nice it looks while Scooter complains that he and Robin would rather not have to wear ties. Kermit asks where Robin is, and Scooter points out that he's underneath a hat. The only one that Robin could find, this huge hat. That was like... I... I, Okay. Give me your first impressions of this episode, please. Well, I did like how Sam the Eagle decorated the backstage. Me too. I was like, wow, this is really nice. I thought it was very nice. And if I walked into my house and my girlfriend decorated like that, I'd be like, wow, Lisa, this is very nice. Just like ivy and flowers everywhere. And like Lisa and her sons are wearing tuxedos when you walk in and you're like, oh. (laughs) Except when I imagine it in my head, I imagine. I imagine their tuxes would be ill-fitting. And I imagine <laughs> Norton, my big fat Garfield orange cat with like a tux on that like his belly is popping out. Uh-huh. And then Hermie, the little kitten, it would, it would fit perfectly because he'd be like he's the cool Just cat. the handsomest. Yeah. He's walking on his hind legs <laughs> and he's like, hi, Megan. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also like that they're trying to incorporate Robin. I think Robin's like a character that doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. He's like cute. Yeah, I liked Robin's inclusion in this episode. They kind of treated Robin as if he's always been there, too, which I thought was kind of odd. I thought Robin's whole shtick was that he kind of comes and goes. What do you like, think? Like, oh, it's special that Robin's here. Do you think that Robin's mom had him too young and Kermit, Kermit like, takes care of him on the side? Like an or... older brother, dad, uncle situation? Yeah. Like, he, he, he does put a little bit of parenting into it? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like, Robin doesn't know who his dad is. Robin definitely doesn't know who his dad no. is. No. And, uh, yeah, I would, I think Kermit helps with the parenting. hmm So, my first impression of this episode is anytime I see Sam the Eagle, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. But I actually thought he was really funny. <laughs> I thought he brought a lot to the table this episode. Me, too. I took notes today. Oh, I love it. I didn't take notes today. And can I point out, now that we're talking about Sam, my very last note on this page is, I never noticed Sam is bald. He's a bald Sam eagle. is bald with, like, even he has the ring of hair around his head. He's literally I never modeled. They, in the book, they write about how he's sort of, like, modeled after Frank Oz. Really? Yeah. This is kind of what Frank looks like? I know that they say that Frank was, I think you even mentioned Stupid. it last week, that Frank can be kind of, you know, Yeah, but very... isn't Frank bald like that, too? Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's bald. I feel like I haven't seen a picture of any of these guys. Except for Jim. Except Hansen. for Jim. Yeah. Of course. So, okay. What was your first impressions? You asked me. I really liked this episode. At first? Like, first impressions? I liked this episode a lot, too. I liked this episode a lot. And I thought that it had, like, a very good flow. It was very episodic. It felt like everything kind of went together. I feel like, especially, we're recording these, you know, around... It's it's middle December right now. And this episode felt very Christmassy without being Christmassy. Same. Like, they sang Baby It's Cold Outside, which I is, of know. course... A, it, 
It's a Christmas song, but it's not a Christmas song. It's also just a cold weather winter song, right? Yeah, but it's really become a Christmas song, but yes. Um, I don't know why their tuxedos struck me as very Christmassy. The set design with, like, all of these flowers and everything looked like it's it could have just as easily been holly. Yeah. You know, it, the whole episode felt very Christmassy to me. Uh, down to having a ballerina as the guest. True. I don't know, like, like the, that, nutcracker. the Nutcracker. Yeah, this felt like a very Christmassy episode without doing an overtly Christmas episode. Yes. This felt like a very old-fashioned variety show style way to, like, display Christmas in December without making it the Christmas episode. All that said, this episode did air January 23rd, 1978, so... Oh. This is all me just inferring the the season around me, I think. What do you like in January? Are you like, oh my god, just get my birthday over with and let's move on, or from this winter, or are you like... Yeah, I usually by the time it comes around, I'm like, where, where where's the spring? I've had enough of yeah. this, let's move on. Mm-hmm. I feel like by the time it hits your birthday, which is in February, mm-hmm. end of February, it's like... We're so, we're getting so close to March, which yeah. is like almost spring. And very lately, at least, I feel like in the last maybe 20 years of my life, I feel like there's been snow on my birthday, so it's like, God damn it. And like, snow, man. Like, not, you know. Snowman. Yeah, snowman. <laughs> All right. So, what happens? But overall, I feel like this is a very Christmassy episode without being a Christmas episode. So then Sam finds Kermit's introduction to be less than dignified. And so stands behind him, though, through his entire speech. It is here that Sam learns that Rudolf Nureyev is not an opera singer, but rather a ballet dancer. Sam decides six of one, half a dozen of the other. Culture is culture. He's so funny. I thought that was hilarious, culture too, that he's just well, like, ah, uh, okay, if, this isn't the flavor I thought it was, but at least it, yeah. And if you go to Lincoln Center in Manhattan, I mean, the opera and the ballet, they're in two different buildings, but they're right next to each other. <laughs> culture is culture. Yeah. Um, next up was Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem performing Boccherini's Minuet. Unique in, New York. In, Unique a, New York. In a major. First of all, I love seeing Dr. Teeth with those floppy arms, and in recent times, they got rid and of his floppy arms. so far from his keys in this. These arms are flopping and flailing. Flopping and flailing. It's nice to see a classy number to appease Sam. It is also a boring one to the band, and soon Animal starts to freak out. The group decides to add their own personal touch to the piece. I like that. I liked it, too, but I thought it happened too close to the end of the bit. Yeah, I have I thought I I have the same exact note as you. I, I thought it happened to, too late. I would have liked to see it remain funky for a little bit longer. You know? Same. I wish that like they started playing and then Animal was like bah! and then just, or, just like bah, 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 and then and Floyd follows and then Dr. Teeth starts playing on the keys. Mhm. You know. I also think it could have been fun. I mean, they all really are like little freaks. So they were gonna, they them. were going to want to make it like a funk song anyway, but it would have been funny if like Maybe backstage when Kermit was introducing it, Kermit had Floyd pulled to the side and was like, listen, Sam really wants us to do this straight, so just go out there and do it. And then, like, they do the bit, you know, and then Animal starts breaking out, so then they all follow Animal's lead, and they're, like, noodling, and then Zoot's like, like, and then they go back to normal. Oh, that would and be so Animal, good, like, too! Animal, while doing it normal, then, like, has another, like, freak out where he's like, no! And, you know, like, he does it, he goes we're, funky again. We're creating this reality in a parallel yeah. universe. Punch I it up! I just want to let you know. <laughs> Jim Henson is alive somewhere taking these notes. I think that would be hilarious. That would be great. That would, 
That would be extremely entertaining. And very on par for, I think, every one of these characters to, like, have to get these notes and uh, have to run with them. I fully appreciate that. Appalled by the number, Sam is revi- Sam is relieved to learn that Rudolf Nureyev has not... Oh, God. Sam's getting a lot of airtime this episode, too. I just want to note. Appalled by the number, Sam is relieved to learn that Rudolf Nureyev was not around to hear it. An unidentified man arrives announcing, I'm here. Sam responds, not for long you're not, assuming the man to be some freak. Sam kicks him out of the theater. Who do these punk kids think they are, Sam says. To Kermit's response, well, that one thinks he's Rudolf Nureyev. In fact, that was Rudolf. He's fully dressed like somebody from today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he could just as easily be a Mumford and Son. He has like a leather jacket, yeah, with like that train conductor hat to match, like a leather... Yeah. Yeah, he's just any old, like, performer on his day off. They're not called hipsters anymore, though. No, what is it? I don't know. I, I, you know. Did we age out? Yeah. We don't know what things are anymore? I saw a headline that hipsters aren't hipsters anymore. Mm -hmm. In, like, what happened to hipsters? They're blah, blah, blah. And then I was, like, too bored to actually read it. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is going to take up too much space in my mind. You're too chuggy to know what that is anymore. I am chuggy. Remember Juki? Did I ask you this already? Juki make you really kooky. Yeah. Right? Juki is a fake drink from a no truth, a truth ad or something, right? No, it's from a Sprite commercial. It is a Sprite commercial? You know how I know this is because, oh my god, is this my boss calling me? No. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I'm supposed to be working right now. Four minutes left in my... Four minutes left. Come on. Um, No, I know this because... Back in the day, you used to have to pay for Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Well, you had the black box, so you probably didn't have to pay. We didn't pay nothing. But my Aunt Dean uh-huh. had the cable at her house, and mm-hmm. she, one Thanksgiving, recorded a AbFab marathon for me on VHS, mm-hmm. and all the I've commercials. I've watched that very yes. VHS with you yes. before. Yes, and all the com- I, there's like three of them, and all the commercials to go along with it. Uh-huh. And uh, Juki, the Juki ads are on there. So it's like 1998. Your old Comedy Central tape still has Penn Gillette as the voice oh, of yeah. Comedy Central Solid. also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Penn Gillette. Oh, my God. So funny. And then I think there's a lot of, like, um, there's the Tech Vest commercials from Old Navy with, oh my um, God. what's her name? With the lady with the glasses. and Oh, the, um, uh, yeah, the lady with the glasses, but it's what, it's. The blonde lady. Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild. Yes, Morgan Tra- and, and like the skinny. Jeffersons, right? Yeah. That was a weird rag the Smothers group. Brothers. Were they in them too? Yes. What the hell and was going on And then they used to have Navy that dog. Then? Yeah, the, like the Golden Retriever. No, it was like a doodle or something, wasn't was it? Was it? Yeah. Jesus. Old Navy had like a whole, like, had like a gaggle of folks that were always in their commercials. Like, you would never believe it today, but Old Navy tech vests were so popular. I can't believe they haven't tried to reinvent Me that. Me neither. Right now. Especially because vests are huge now. Yeah. And fleece also oh, yeah, is. Fleece. Like weird, like, you know, you were ribbing me the other day for that, like, weird Fuzzy jacket bear. that I have. Yeah, my, no, like... they're huge. It's, it's everywhere. Uh, the teddy, they call them the teddy bear jackets. Yeah. They're, they've been huge. They're it feels really prime big. for, like, a resurrection, the tech vest. Exactly. Cut the sleeves off. Every time anyone says the word fleece, I always think about Julie Klausner talking about 
how much she hates fleece and she thinks about her dry winter skin <laughs> touching the That's fleece. That's why I don't like it either. Like, you put these ashy elbows <laughs> yeah. into a fleece and it's just like... <sighs> I hate... I can wear a fleece vest. Uh-huh. Like, over something else. Yeah. But... The thing about my Fozzie Bear jacket is it has, like, windbreaker material <laughs> oh, in on the, the sleeves. Yeah, nice. So at least you have that relief. But you're... That... Dry skin against a fleece is disgusting. <laughs> it's terrible. Can I tell you a stupid story? Mm-hmm. So we visited uh, my girlfriend Lisa's friend on the Upper West Side, and um, we're you know we're walking around the city. And it was a very warm day, mm-hmm. and but her apartment was scorching hot, and I was overly dressed, and uh-huh. I had like a white button-up shirt on. Was that like this past weekend? Yes, because Saturday was beautiful. I know. I rode. Beautiful. I got to ride my motorcycle on Sunday. It was yeah. so nice out. Um, and so on. So I had like a white button up, you know, collar t shirt mm-hmm. and a J. Crew sort of like preppy style vest on. Like I literally looked like a finance bro. Uh-huh. Like I looked so dumb. And I was sweating to so we're in her apartment. I am literally sweating to death. I am overly dressed. Uh-huh. And I just kept having fantasies of taking that white shirt off and just having my vest on. <laughs> with my like bare arms. Like, out of it. like when Anna Gasteyer plays Martha Stewart wearing just the dicky and she's topless otherwise the Martha's topless Christmas. Jesus Christ. I was I also and usually I'm I don't get hot like that, but uh-huh. I was letting it was like the level of heat where you feel nauseous. <laughs> yeah, I felt that. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. You just dried out like I was hysterical. Oh boy. Anyway. In an in an attempt to keep the tone and dignity of class going, Link, Hogthrob, and Miss Piggy sing La Chidaram La Mana. Link? I called him Link. Yeah. I thought Link. I was like, is that Link? While trying he to looks a little quirky. Their performance is halted <laughs> by Sam. Who pulls them into the rafters with a giant magnet. I think Link put on some weight for this sketch. Uh, you want to talk put on some weight? We're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> that sketch. <laughs> I can't even think about it. I'm sorry. Was... The next sketch? Is that the next sketch? It's Yeah, there's like one quick second right, with Sam first. Let's get to it. Because this is not, I don't know, it's not like overly memorable. We need to really just talk about this ballet scene. Oh, Okay, so my backstage... God. Sam is relieved to learn that Rudolph has forgiven him for kicking him out. That he embraces... Wait. Sam is so relieved to learn that Maybe Rudolph Maybe your mom has... didn't need to buy you what? Hooked on Phonics. <laughs> hooked on Phonics would have worked for me. Jesus. <laughs> now I need to leave all these in because to make it sound better that you made this joke. Sam is only happy, however, until he learns the title of Rudolph's first ballet on the show, Swine Lake. I like that they called it Swine Lake. Oh, oh my god. Kermit explains that in the Swine Lake, a beautiful princess has been turned into a pig by a wicked magician. The handsome prince, as played by Rudolf Nureyev, has not heard of the change. The Rudolf portion Nureyev. of this classic ballet has Rudolf discovering that what has occurred <laughs> as he dances with the ballerina pig. This He didn't know the princess was turned into a pig. This I'm sending you the picture because I saved this this <laughs> afternoon. This picture is horrifying. Okay. Not only Okay, this was one of those amazingly is, delightfully bizarre 
sketches. It was so bizarre. You need to make this like your wallpaper. This picture's horrifying. I, but <laughs> I love that. I love when they do this where they turn um, like a real figure mm-hmm. into something like that's a stuffy that gets like thrown in the air. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like how he's like, like they're dancing for real at some points and then all of a sudden he grabs her by like the arm and the leg and he's spinning in circles and like she's off the ground the costuming and then he was so good. her in the air. It was great. I was like, is this, because at first I was like, no, th- I think this is a woman. And then I'm like, is it a man? Is it a woman? Is I, it a man? I couldn't tell. It's a, it was a I pig. Like that was, was you know what I mean? Literally like, it was, a pig. Yeah, it was a pig. Oh my god, I can't wait to see this. I'm like scared. Oh my god, this is like too <laughs> fucking much, man. I'm posting this. She's so it 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 I, I it looks like it's an attempt to make it piggy. Also, like the eyes and the face and everything. Like when oh my god, look piggyish. So well, she does have the colored. Um, irises, but they're green, it looks like. And it, the face on it looks like it's constantly like... Oh, no, this like pig it's is moaning. in agony. <laughs> this and, like, is, what is this, like, pain. lipstick? Like, seriously, stage makeup. Oh, my God. I just thought, like, everything about, like, it trying to keep... Them trying to keep, like, the shape of a person behind it, too. Laugh? And he did a really good job of just being, He like, looks oh. like he's mid-laugh in the photo that I oh, sent yeah, you, too. Oh, yeah, he does look like, like he's, he's like, mid-laugh. <laughs> Oh my god. Absolutely ridiculous. And she's on like pointed toe. That is so... She's on pointed toe. This whole episode was bonkers. She's on point. (laughs) You could do it. Put your back into it. Do you ever see those those things that came out about Save the Last Dance when they like put the dance out and then they have somebody nowadays doing it without like the cut? Oh no! And then okay, so there's this whole thing about it on social media where it's mm-hmm. like we thought she killed it, uh-huh. and it's like Julia Stiles doing you know the Save the Last Dance like audition dance, and mm-hmm. then it's like somebody today like doing it without like the intense music and the mm-hmm. cuts, and it's just like. Like nothing, nothing special. basically. Yeah, like she like walked around a chair and like, moved her hips. <laughs> was Julia Styles a dancer? I don't think. I mean, so. I know she was in a dance. Do you movie. know who is a dancer? Who's that? Nev Campbell. Really? She was a ballerina. I don't think I've ever seen her dance in anything either. Oh, she dances in Scream Two. Does she? Yes. Um, they're doing what play are they doing? And she—that's kind of a. I would say that's a We're choreographed go to dance. Scream together, right? You're not going to buy. Yeah, that comes out in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, you're going to like. Text me about that, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I'll come down here. We've seen uh, Scream, all of the Screams together. Yeah, all of Since that. we've been very dear friends. And then friends. for my birthday, the one year we watched, uh, what, Scream 3 with the bangs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those little Courtney Cox, Cox weird w- weirdo bangs. bangs. Oh my god, yes, but Nev Campbell. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where she danced? She dances in... Ask me the last time I've seen Scream 2, because you really like Scream 3, so we always watch that one. I also really like Scream 2. So then we should watch Scream 2, because I haven't seen We should just watch all of them so that we could get ready for 5. I love that idea! Mm -hmm. On to the UK spot, which I would have to say is the best UK spot. I forgot there was a UK spot. Uh Uh-uh. Wait, best UK spot to date. This is my new contender. Okay, this was really good, but it wasn't the best one ever. A whatnot who is literally missing much from his life sings Something's Missing. I thought this was really end, sweet. A female whatnot joins him, making his life whole. I loved this. I love this too. It was so sweet. I tried to click the song to see if it was like a thing, you know? And I guess it is just a Muppet song. 
can't find any other history. It was from really it. sweet, and I love that his the rest of his face stuff just appeared. And that he's like missing half of his hair. He's missing an eyeball. He's missing like the set was missing everything. It was. It really was very sweet. well done. It was really. It well was done. so overdone and so well done that I'm like, how was this the UK spot? Like, too much effort. Versus, like, the dumb, dumb Ralph bit Well, they probably... On. Well, what I think probably happened is they just made these sketches, and they were like, okay, which one of these is going to be the UK spot? Probably Did litter them wherever. That? Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe. That's my guess. Figure it out when editing. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah. You gotta tell me what was cut. I love when you tell me, like, oh, and this was cut, and that was cut. So, I do have a note for something that was cut. And we'll get to that soon. Yeah, in a couple bits. Okay. So next, in the special veterinarian's hospital, Dr. Bob... Dr. Bob! ...pays tribute to William Shakespeare. Upon discovering that the patient is a little Hamlet, Nurse Janice suggests that things sound more like bacon. Francis Bacon. So Stupid. Thank you for explaining that. It's really stupid. And I only know that because they had Francis Bacon jokes in the different um, Piggy likes a pig joke when they're not pointed at her. Exactly. What the fuck? But this was like probably one of the best written um, veterinarians. Very hospitals. tight. It was yeah. tight. It was like beat, 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 mm-hmm. beat, done. Yeah, but uh, I am missing Pigs in Space. I think Pigs in Space is a better sketch than Veterinarian's Hospital. I guess instead of doing Pigs in Space, they did like that opera number. Mm-hmm. You know? Because at least Link was in that, And, too. like, Janice is in this. Mm-hmm. And I like that Janice is in something else besides the band. Yeah, because we get Ralph later on playing the paint. <gasps> I just I realized really like, why Janice is in it. Why? Because Piggy and Janice are two of the only, like, female characters. Yeah, so they could be the nurses. Yeah. And Janice is played by Richard Hunt, so it's like another character yeah. that a third person plays. You know, it's like true. Yeah. So it works out that way. At least Richard Hunt's gay. Because who else does Richard Hunt play? Scooter, right? I know he plays Scooter. You wouldn't put. Sco- does he play? <laughs> I can scooter? hear your eyes roll all the way over here. I hate Scooter. He does play Scooter. I hate Scooter. Backstage, Miss Piggy is very excited for her upcoming duet with Kermit, certain that it will be a mature and passionate love duet. Kermit informs her that she will not be from before. This is the episode where I lose the ability to speak. Kermit informs her that she will not be performing it with him, but with Rudolph. Piggy immediately drops Kermit to find Rudolph running the frog, running the frog over in the process. It's not you. It's the way that it's written. Everything in this is written kind of weird, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to support you. Robin makes the next introduction as Kermit is busy trying to get the spiked heel marks off his throat. And that hat's still too big. Okay, this is all like a long walk to say that Piggy and Rudolph Nureyev sing Baby It's Cold Outside in a steam room. The steam room was a very weird, weird setting for this. Well, it's so interesting because you know that like, the pools and the saunas and the steam rooms are very popular in Soviet Union. Okay. So that makes, I guess, the I mean, the I don't know. But also, he's like a performer, so maybe this is like a wind a down for your ballet acts. You and know? people have like a thing about this song that it's like rapey. Like, didn't they cancel it this year? I mean, it's been canceled every year. Yeah. And even this performance of it proves that it is creepy. I heard somewhere that it was written by, like, a married couple, though. And it's I, like... 
And I've heard recently, in the last year or so, that also the song is not necess- I mean, it can be very read, very much read as like a, a song about assault, but it's also read as like a, the woman's helping to make an excuse for herself too, like you know. Yeah, it's maybe, cold outside. Maybe I should yeah, come maybe in. Maybe I do want to stay. You know, yeah. it's, it's not. Pour me some of that hot cocoa, would ya? Yeah, like, just as she's saying, like, oh, they'll be worried about me, she is handing a cup to the guy to, mm-hmm. you know, be refilled and stuff. No slut-shaming here. No. And this is the 70s. Yeah, man. It's uh, just the end of it, but it is the 70s. I was surprised to find that this bit was not cut for Nickelodeon. Oh, it, it gets was a little racy. Piggy fully pulls his towel off him at one point, and he like has to like clamber to get his. Was the Sultan of Arabay cut for Nickelodeon last time? No. Remember? Okay, yeah. No. These are like sec- like that Sultan of Arabay. That was very provocative. Yeah. He was like, "I'll sneak into your tent," mm-hmm. and she had like her boobies in the screen. It's so weird how they're only worried about like violence and not like this. Like I don't know. This is a little. This is kind of a lot. Yeah, and sex is natural, but like this is like. Well, the song of, like, that can be read as a song of assault while this woman is disrobing a man in a bathhouse or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, Jesus Christ, that's kind of a lot. The bit that was cut was this next one. Rolf the dog playing Claire de Lune with a few interruptions from Fozzie. First, Fozzie decides Rolf needs his candelabra for his piano. Then he tries to light the candelabra, eventually destroying it and Rolf's number. This this is what I would have picked to be the UK spot. I would have guessed this was the UK spot also. I hated it and loved it at the same time. I thought it was dumb, but I loved Fozzie ruining it. I feel the same way, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, good, Fozzie's in it in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank God you brought Fozzie back. And I love that he was like, Gonzo! Like, he was and, like blaming Gonzo. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Fozzie can never take the blame for, like, ruining something. <laughs> it's so funny. He's always like, well, I'm just trying to do what I think is right, and Gonzo screwed this up. And let me, me light this candle, and then you hear him, like, trying to light the lighter and stuff. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, my dude, go sit down. What are you doing? Oh, but you know what? Fozzie needs airtime, and I hope that this is a pe- this is like the start of Fozzie coming back on the show more. Because although I do love Piggy, I, I want to see me some Fozzie sometimes. Yeah, and we've kind of done like a run where he hasn't even attempted to tell jokes on the show. And so, what if he doesn't tell jokes? P- put him backstage. Like, have him have a cry. I like when he's in crisis. <laughs> I do too. Something when he's like Kermit. What am I supposed to do yeah. with blah blah blah? Like blank thing. The episode where he got himself locked in that box was really funny. Oh, you remember yeah. that? <laughs> like, just these stupid things. All right, so Sam apologizes to Rudolph for all the things that Kermit has forced Rudolph to do on the show. Rudolph protests, saying, I want to do to all of them. And it was fun. Sam is shocked to hear it, and even more shocked to see Rudolph dressed, but not in a ballet costume, in a tuxedo, for his final number. The Muppet Cash joined him to tap dance... All of them decked out in top hats, white ties, and tails to sing top hat, white tie, and tails. Wait, did he actually tap dance, though, in this? Uh, Claims he was. You think it was fake? No, if he claims he was, then he he maybe was. But, you know, did Ben Vereen tap dance? He did, right? That's what he does. I think Ben Vereen definitely did. Because, like you said, that's what he did. That's like what he did. I remember him tap dancing, actually, specifically in front of, like, a, um, like, a city block Set? Yep. A very minimalist city block. Mm -hmm. At closing, Sam apologizes to Rudolph. Rudolph, sorry you threw me out. No, I'm sorry they let you back in, says Sam. 
Wait, what? But you didn't even see. You just you know what you do. If you what? if you don't have anything to say about the number, you just go. You oh, just I don't have it. anything to say about this number. What do you have to say about the number? It wasn't great. It was kind of <laughs> stupid. Don't call me out if you have nothing to say. Either. I don't have anything nice to say. It was but I kind of certain, stupid. It I was have straightforward. To say, and I also have to say that um, you know who the villain is in Strawberry Shortcake. Who's the no? It's the peculiar pie man, mm-hmm. and he tap dances. Oh, does, oh! I thought you were going to say and Rudolph does his voice. And he goes, "You're the very best." The peculiar pie man. Yeah. Did I buy a doll of him at Love in the last in the last couple of years? I'm pretty sure, right? Pretty sure in 2018, sure did. Uh, this episode was pretty good, though. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of bummed when they end. Okay, that pig ballet scene carries a lot of weight. A lot of weight. Because what a fucking weird thing, man. I could have watched an entire movie of the two of them doing that, and then wait, and then she changes into a princess again, or something. Yeah. Or at least just regular Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. I really, really Instead enjoyed of that a gigantic lot. pig. I'm also excited for what we have coming up. What do we have coming up, Doug? So next week we're gonna we're gonna be watching Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas to celebrate cr- Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. The week after is Elton John. Oh yeah! So these next two weeks are gonna and roll. they're gonna do Crocodile Rock. I know that. Yes, that's the one thing I remember that so la, well. La 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 la. <laughs> so Emmett Otter, in case you don't know, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is a 1977 TV special based on a children's book of the same name by Russell Hoban. Directed by Jim Henson, it features a cast of Muppet characters. It was introduced by the Henson Company and premiered on CBC Television. In seventeen in, in seventeen in nineteen seventy seven, Muppets creator Jim Henson produced a one hour television adaptation of the story filmed in Toronto. The special first premiered on CBC on December fourth, nineteen seventy seven, with the US premiere date the following year on HBO on December seventeenth, nineteen seventy eight. HBO was around in the 70s? I had no idea. That's why I because had to make I sure I got that Because I thought it started in the 80s with those horror... Like, HBO used to play the worst and the best scary movies. Mm-hmm. The worst and the best of every mo- oh, kind yeah. of those genre. Like, those, like, straight to... Oh, my God. So good. Later, the special aired on ABC and Nickelodeon in the 90s. The special featured several original songs written by Paul Williams. I did not know it was only an hour long. It's 48 minutes. So I'm in the part of the Jim Henson book right now, and I'm paused on it, mm-hmm. where this is being done with Paul Williams, and him asking Paul Williams to do it with him. Very cool. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe you I'll try to... Probably should, yeah, finish up that part before you watch the movie, or yeah, after, or whatever. Yeah. I'm really excited for you to see this. I can't believe you I'm excited, because I've never seen this. It's very weird. Um, I, as... Best I remember, it does not feature any other Muppets. No, like, Kermit introduction, nothing. It's all just straight well, new I, characters. You think there'll be Easter eggs in it? I hope so. Especially, like, for us from now, this is, what, our, like, 36th episode or something like that of The Muppet Show, mm-hmm. maybe almost 40th. I should hope that there are something. Even if we just hear, like, a familiar voice or one of the frackles or a whatnot, something like that. Like, a you know, a random character from the Do background of the Muppet Show. Do you think for our 50th episode we should make, like, Muppet cupcakes? And just eat them together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. We should do that. <laughs> I agree. We should do that. Celebrate ourselves with ourselves. <laughs> with, with our accomplishments for nobody. <laughs> yeah, I, com- I completely think we should do that. <laughs> we'll take a picture of us eating the cupcakes. I love that. And we'll post them on the social media. Okay, I'm definitely posting uh, that pig on the social media. Yeah, because it's disgusting. It is disgusting. 25 episodes from season... We have 38 episodes total so far. This is episode 39. That's Dang. pretty cool. Emmett Otter will be episode 40. What? Plus we did the Muppets Halloween special. Yeah. So we'll have just a couple episodes to go before we can eat these cupcakes that you're making. Okay. That's great. Oh no, that I'm making <laughs> First of all, we're going to have to make them together and we're probably going to have to recruit our friend Caitlin to help us. She makes a damn good icing. So yeah. uh, until next week, you can follow along with us on our social media at ITTWTM. You can watch Emmett Otter with us for next week. You can buy a t-shirt. Link is in the show notes. You can and, DM uh, us on Twitter. Yeah, say hi to us. Be our friends. Or on Instagram. And um, 